right? The best the best time to plant a tree was 10 years ago. The second best time is today. Hmm. Right. And if you are able to to really understand like like don't do don't not attempt something because you think you're too late. Don't give up on something too early. Right? Just just know that whatever your goal is, whatever your dream is, it doesn't have to be today. And I think you'll be just as happy or happier if you achieve your dream five years from now, 10 years from now, 25 years from now. Like just getting to the point of like, hey, I made it. Yeah, it's great if you could do it today. And if you're listening up until this point, this is it. It goes downhill from this point. So you might as well. (laughs) That's all I got. That's all I got. Tip your waitress. Yeah, no, no, no. I want you to tell us what your favorite setups are. Do you have one? I, I have a bunch, but it depends on the time of day. Yep. So I think the gap and goes are probably my, my favorite in the morning. Just kind of understanding again, who's being trapped and understanding that it is sentiment, not, not dollars. Um, I, I would say trying to play any type of gaps in the morning, definitely one of my favorites to, to really try to, to bang early morning wins. And then again, just try, trying to follow later during the day, some kind of Elliott wave. And I like looking for some kind of like high wave indecision after I think that Elliott wave is complete. And then trying to play that reversal e- either up to VWAP or uh, depends on kind of the overall market sentiment. But I like playing a lot of those reversals a little bit later in the day. Cool. Now, speaking of day, I would love to know what a typical day in the life of Dan looks like uh it, it's yeah I, I know what you're looking for here and it's not that exciting it's not that exciting it, you know i married and i got two kids it's probably the same as you would expect yeah, yeah but that's, that's, that's good though i mean you have like i'm not looking for driving in a lambo and taking off and going and spending sixty thousand dollars today and tomorrow and yesterday and whatever and living some lavish life the point is that you said earlier you were bored you have a business, you were bored, you started doing something else. Prior to that, you were too busy. You do have a family of a young family and trading has given you the freedom to be able to spend time with that family. There's nothing boring about that. And I'm sure there's a bunch of people in our audience that wish they could have a day in the life of Dan. There's also a bunch of people that, that don't wish any of that. So you know, <laughs> this is true. Yeah. So I, sure I, some I, I would say, I would say I have a unique uh, perspective in, in terms of what I have gotten to live through by trading just from the time when I started trading uh, where I had no kids. Uh, when, I, when I really got started in the market, I was, I was single, no kids, no nothing. And then when I got more serious, I was, I was married at the time, but no kids. And then you kind of develop your, your day, your, your kind of your, your routine that way. And then yep. also now you have kids and then, then they're crying and then your hours change. And then you get that second kid and then you kind of repeat that process. And then even now, like they're a little bit older, but they're, they're, you got summers, you got school time. So the schedule is, is always kind of changing. Um, I, I will say I'm blessed to be able to be at home, right. When I, I don't have to leave as much and I'll still go out on weekends. I'll still do events. I'll still do parties even though I've, I've been trying to quit for forever, they just keep calling. So I'm like, but, but now I also have the luxury where that's not my income. Like that's just, Hey, it's something to do. And I, I get some extra money on the side and that, that's fine. 
so I, I, I have no problem with extra revenue streams coming in. It's I don't advertise. I got no overhead now. Before I had lots of overhead. I had a whole place I was renting. I had staff that worked for me. I had all the stuff where you're you're doing that side business as like I have to take all the events. I got to get people scheduled. If anything comes in, I got like there's a lot that goes into it, yeah. and it starts to become less fun than when you got into it, right? And then now it's like, all right, but my money now comes from the market. Anything else that comes in is like, that's, that's awesome. It's just extra, you know, with, without any over it, that, that's incredible. Yeah. Right. So it kind of puts the fun back into, to what you're doing. Um, but, I, but I would say for me, going through all of that, a, a life in a life in a day in my life would just be wake up and try to work out a little bit, get to hang out with the kids in the morning, whether the summer uh, or if they're at school, then, you know, I get to say hello to them before they leave. I get to go pick them up from school, which I've got a lot of friends who are in the same kind of situation that, that I'm in. And, you know, they come back at five o'clock at night, six o'clock at night, seven o'clock at night, and you get very little time. So I will say I'm, I'm blessed in, in the area of like, I, I have more freedom to do, like, I, I think my, my sister, my wife's sister's getting married tomorrow. So we're going to an engagement dinner tonight, tomorrow. I'll probably be not really around the stock market too much, but it's not. I mean, I still got long-term investments. I'll, I'll probably look to trade the early morning and call it a day and, and wrap it up and be able to hang out with the kids, drive people places and, and go hanging out. So you you do have a lot more freedom, which which is awesome. And, you know, so I, I kind of take it day by day. And, you know, if, if they need me, I'm, I'm able to be here, which is important. That to me sounds like an absolute dream. Yep. So, yeah, I'm, no, I, mean, I love it. Being on a boat is better, but you got to be for, for some, if you like a boat, for some. if you're a win, yeah, I'm not sure. a big water person myself, so I'm not, not too fussy yeah, so about I, being I on a boat. Long Island. I, I like, I like some water. <laughs> I like some water so. No, I love it, Dan. I love it. Now, uh, one of the things you did say was uh, you were trading, you were single, and then later on you had a wife. Now, some people might find themselves in a position where they started trading before they got into a relationship. Others may find that they're starting while they're in a relationship. And I'm just curious if you have any tips for individuals that might be starting out while they're already in a relationship and also tips for, you know, dealing with your significant other when they come into your life, if you were trading, because you got to deal with all the psychological aspects of, of winning and losing and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. You have anything to I, say I mean, about that? Yeah, absolutely. So I, I can only really speak on again, my my journey, yep. which was, I was, I was involved in an always a way even before I, I met my wife. Right. So it was, it was always there. And, you know, as you get to, to know somebody, you, you grow with somebody, you, you they already kind of know what you do. And, and then you, as you get more serious, they're, they're there, they're supporting you. you they see the whole journey the whole way through. Mm -hmm. um, and I, and I, I think that's a good transition into it because it's, it's already there. It's already part of you. And if they still like you after you're a day trader, then fantastic. I mean, it's, you know, that's just how life is. But she was able to kind of see all of the, the up days, the down days. And, and she, she knows that there's always a little struggle in the market and it's just about figuring it out. And then she could kind of see the progression because now I've been doing it for, I mean, again, since she's, she's since she's known me, so she, you could see like the progression of like how mm -hmm. trading actually works. And one day it's like, man, I lost today. It sucked. It was, it was a bad day. It's not the end of the world, and she's on that page. I would say if you're already married and or in a relationship, tell your spouse like, like, take them on the journey. 
don't don't try to be like hey i'm a day trader and then the losing days you're like you know you're just moping around the house and you're like oh it's, it's just hey I, I lost i mean it this is part of it because if some if your spouse is not sitting in front of the computer if they're not actually day trading themselves uh this is a very unusual career right where you go to work and you can lose money like what what other job is out there that, that you could do that yeah it's, it's tough to find one um but that, that's that's just part of it and if if you have somebody i think there to embrace the losses and just be like yeah tomorrow sun comes out tomorrow like just that, that's fine right that's it's better to go that way than let things build up and be more stressed and, you know, just kind of take it as it is. I like that. Take your spouse on a journey on the journey with you. That's, uh, that's good because, you know, a lot of people might think that in order for their spouse to understand what you're doing, they have to learn how to trade and there really isn't, but walking them through the emotions and the experience is another way of taking them on that journey. I, I like that, Dan. That's really good. Great insight. Oh, so much valuable stuff from you. Are you uh, teaching your kids how to trade? I don't know if you guys know, but think or swim on the side that has like that little Tetris bar on the like, built into. So that they, anytime they see that up, they, they're like coming over and be like, can I play? That's about it. But um, they, <laughs> they're still young. So they, they show interest in like, Hey, what is daddy doing? Type thing. Yeah. Like, how can we just sit in front of a computer all day? Um, I do have this microphone too, so I love to to talk into that. I, I've muted it, I think, most of the times when they try. But um, yeah, I, I haven't like taught them to trade, but I gave the basic concepts of like, if I'm in something long, I'm like, yeah, well, I want this thing to go green, and then they're like kind of rooting on, like, go green, and then they're like, why? What? Why does Why does it matter? And I'm I'm like, yeah, that's a good point. What What does it matter? Just We'll take another trade after this one anyway. So they help level <laughs> me out. But uh, no, I, I explained it to them in like to try to get them to understand like they don't really understand money, but they'll understand like ice cream. So I, I told them like, yeah, if this if this candle close if this candle goes up to this to this dot on my screen, then we could get ice cream. And they're like, yeah, let's get ice cream. And they're like, you know, they're just getting into it. Maybe I'm teaching them how to gamble. Now I'm thinking about it. This is this is bad advice for everybody. But yeah, it, it's it's good that they were kind of like interested in. And again, they, they don't fully understand it yet. But I, growing up for me, I've never ha- I never had exposure to the stock market besides what they the fun little game we played in a class one time or, yeah. um, you know, really getting into it. So I, even though they don't know what a candle is, they don't really understand like the full aspect of what a stock market is. The fact that they're growing up already into the world of finances, I think that's going to set them apart and, and just kind of give them a probably a leg up that I, I never had. And as they get older, as they get more interested in things and yeah, I'd be happy to, but they're, they're, they still got Ninja Turtles. So. Well, will you try to encourage, will you try to encourage teaching them or, or you wait for them to approach you and say, Hey dad, can I figure out what you're doing? Um, Probably a combination. I, I wouldn't force anything on them that, yeah. that they weren't interested in, but I would give them, a stock account. Like I would put money into a stock account for them. I'll, e- even if it's just, you know, a hundred dollars a week or something like that, just to, they might not see it now or understand it now, but when they do get older, they're going to see like how the stock has moved, how, how things have grown. And I think that's enough interest where they, they might be more involved, but yeah, of course, of course, I, I think it's a beneficial thing to teach kids. Yeah. 
and, and if I mean, even had a save, have a savings account, have a have a trading account, have have a you know investment account. They might. It's very hard, even for us as traders. If if you don't have a long term account, and I preach this all the time, but if you don't have a long term account now, start one. You're gonna hate me for the next ten years, right? You're like, this is boring. This is slow. It's nothing's happening. But then, like after ten years, it just starts to to pop up and everything's kind of accumulated and you're you're building, right? It's the same thing. If I start an account from now, I mean, they, they'd be like, I just want just give me my money and I'll go shopping. Or I'll go do something and buy stuff to animal. But later on in life, I think when they start to see how it actually works in the full picture, I think that would be a, a good education in itself. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I've uh, I've got my son doing um well he's 16 though but i've started him when he was about 11 with the savings account and then anything that he earned at all whether even if it was christmas card money he was meant to put 50 percent of it into his savings account and he was allowed to spend 50 percent. so teaching him to you know think hard about what you want to spend your money on and rewarding yourself first or paying yourself first kind of with that mentality, but he's starting with a funded account right now. And it's in my name because obviously he's not old enough to have his own funded account, but it's got him excited. Like I, I had him, I told him that if you, if you um, do the learning, I'll get you a funded account. And it was kind of, he was taking his time. He wasn't really getting interested in like, Hey, I gotta, I gotta boost this up a little just to get him a little excited. So I got him a paper account and he started trading and all of a sudden he started seeing some of the wins and the the value of those wins. That's what got him excited. So now he's, uh, he's full tilt into robots and all sorts of different things. So, but like I said, it's, uh, it's in my name, but he's excited now and, and looking forward to learning this skill and he's not going to be a trader. At least I don't think he's going to be a trader growing up, but he definitely loves supplementing his income by doing it. So it's really cool. Yeah, I, I think it's one of those things like once you, once you start getting involved and you kind of really understand what's happening and it just grows on you and just starts building. And yeah. Especially once you, you're like, Hey, I got this thing figured out. It's just, it's, it's a whole different experience. And I think it's always good to, to teach kids. And, and I wish, I, I wish it wasn't just one little class in sixth grade that just taught you about stock market. I, I wish it was a bigger uh, course, like you know, yeah. a bigger, like continued education in school and starting to really understand it. Um, and not just for me, but for, for really any kids, you know, I wish today's kids were able to, to learn more about it, but for some reason we don't really get into financials. We, we, it's important to talk about George Washington and Abraham Lincoln, but at the same time, like they kind of died. Right. So there's like, <laughs> it's good to know like where we came from. It's good to know the history, but like, okay, what do I do for my life? Like, how do, how do I grow? Like, what's the best way to set myself up so that I could have the life that I want to live. And I, I, I think we do have some kind of failure in the education system around finances where I, I think that we, we could do a better job of that. So for any, especially anybody in the chat that has kids, it's, it's not too late. I mean, the, the kids are essentially sponges, like whatever you're teaching them, they'll start to grasp. And then, I mean, they can make a decision for themselves if it's something that they like or hate or, and that's fine, but they know more about it and that will set them up for, for future success. So oh yeah, I, I would, I would encourage it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and teaching from you and I, and from RLT, you, you know, you start them out straight. They don't have to, to unlearn their prop firm habits. 
So yeah. they're, they're good to go right out of the gate. And yeah, no, it's really good. So Dan, what was your favorite trade and your worst trade? I, I kind of went over some of these in the last podcast. Mm-hmm. Or one of them. So I don't know how We're much- just going to put it all together though, right? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how yeah. much like people want to hear it again, but uh, I, I think my 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 favorite trade was probably a Tesla trade a few years back when I was still ca- I was still familiar now with the R system, but um, it was very very early on in like kind of my introduction into into real life trading. But I, I think it was with Tesla. Some news came out, and I was kind of listening to Bloomberg. I think. And like news came out on Tesla. I was like, I don't forget what the news was, but picked up a whole bunch of options. And within, I think 10 minutes, I was up like $20,000, $17,000, whatever it was. And I was like, man, this RLT thing is great. Not knowing that I wasn't doing anything that RLT was teaching. It was just like, like none of the news came from RLT. Yeah. I was not on the system whatsoever. I just happened to be a member of RLT, like day two of this. <laughs> and I was like, this is, this is incredible. And then Yay. like the next day I was like, Next day I gave gave it all back plus some. So I was like, okay. yeah. Um, and then I, I think my favorite, um, I, I well, I guess that's both my my favorite and worst, the fact that I gave them back. But it, again, that kind of put me back on course of like maybe understanding the R system, maybe like just knowing that their R system exists isn't enough. Right. You have to implement you could have you could have the best day trading plan in the world if you don't follow it, it's, it's just a piece of paper. Right. Yeah. Um, and then I, I think my, at least my, one of my favorite memories is I was still very, very new to RLT at the time. And Jeremy was hosting a swing trade room and I saw some crazy divergence on meta daily chart. It was so run up. And I, I send a, uh, a message to Jeremy in the chat and I was like, I think they were they were having earnings that night. So the market's about to close. I, I think it was like, I don't know, 10 minutes left or whatever it was. And I was like, I want to buy like 50. It was it was something crazy. It was like 100 contracts, 300 contracts, whatever, whatever it was. It was like an insane amount of contracts, puts before earnings. And I was like, I, I think I want to play this thing bearish. And then Jeremy just goes, I don't think I would. And I, and I sat there. I was like, "Yeah, I'm, I'm just getting off the R system. I'm, I'm, I'm gambling again as opposed to trading, right?" So, and again, going back to like a mentor, like that's huge. I still would have made like fifty thousand dollars on that trade, like by the next morning. But that's not the point. It, like, it, it doesn't matter. Just, just being on the path long enough, having mentors, having people like you to speak to, having uh, people like Jeremy, Tony, Johnny, uh, Maloney, just having these these people in the network just to understand that like, you're all achieving the same goal. The, the goal is not to how could I, how much money can I make today? The goal is how can I do this consistently profitable? How do I be able to turn the stock market into freeing up my own time, being able to have time with the kids, spend time with the family and just being able to do what you really enjoy. That's the ultimate goal, not hitting a big trade here or there or, or whatever case, follow the process, follow the system. And you're going to get to that point where, Again, you don't care if you're missing out on a fifty thousand dollar day because okay, you'll have a fifty thousand dollar month. So what, right? But I'm not risking the same amount that I'm, you know, that I would have lost on the bet had the earnings been incredible, right? Mm-hmm. So you kind of you kind of learn those things, and I, I think shifting my mindset into 
the longevity as opposed to like the the quick hit that was that was a, a probably one of the, the biggest parts of my journey that I had to kind of maneuver around yeah nice well I have one more question for you and I uh I don't know if you ever listened to the podcast by Lewis Howes the school of greatness but it's one of my favorites I listen to it all the time so I'm going to steal a question that he asks his guests because I think it's a really great question but if if tomorrow every single thing about Dan is to disappear, everything that you've said, everything you've done, everything you've written, every piece of knowledge of you just is getting wiped out. What's one thing you'd like to be left behind? Meaning one thing that I would not like to uh, evaporate into oblivion? One thing that that you have left on this earth. So basically your legacy, but without people knowing who you are, like just your existence is gone. So just the one thing that you could leave behind if you just disappear tomorrow. Who, who asked this? Whose question is this originally? <laughs> Lewis Howes. We should leave it with him. Well, let's leave that question <laughs> with him. It's too good. It's too good. Um, yeah, I, I would say. I, I think my biggest thing that I'd want people to know or remember or Again, it's not about me. I say I could care less about me. I don't care if um, people know who I'm, who I am or not. Like I'm still gonna yeah. just live my life. Yeah. I, I would think the biggest thing to me, if I could instill something into somebody's brain in their head, whether it's uh, through knowledge or just a neuron chip or whatever it is, I would say probably understand that you have the rest of your life to do whatever you want. Hmm. Right? Is yeah. is you're not you're never too late to start something. If you have a certain goal, you have legitimately the rest of your life to achieve that goal, right? The best, the best time to plant a tree was 10 years ago. The second best time is today. Hmm. Right. And if you are able to, to really understand, like, like don't do, don't not attempt something because you think you're too late. Don't give up on something too early. Right. Just just know that whatever your goal is, whatever your dream is, it doesn't have to be today. And I think you'll be just as happy or happier if you achieve your dream five years from now, 10 years from now, 25 years from now. Like just getting to the point of like, hey, I made it. Yeah, it's great if you could do it today. But that's not everybody's path. That's not everybody's journey. Right. Mm -hmm. So just knowing like you, you can get to your dream, you can get to your goal but it's on a it's it's when you're ready for that opportunity and i think that's the, the biggest thing that i would love for people to take away i love it i Fair absolutely question. love it like yeah question. no i absolutely love it dan is there anything that i didn't ask you that you wish i had it's another good question i think you, you're so <laughs> thorough at interviewing this is, this is why i love having you on the pivot podcast because <laughs> now nah, you don't leave any stone unturned <sighs> oh, i'm sure i did but i didn't uh I didn't ask your wife on and I, I'm seeing comments in the uh, chat saying we need to get Dan's wife on for a real glimpse into the life of a trader. So <laughs> I Listen, don't know if she'd ever do it, but you never know. If you could get her to talk to you. I mean, that's, that's one thing I've never gotten her to like, you know, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right, we'll we'll, we'll just... see if we can get something in the works. We'll see if we get something in the works. There you go. It's all good. 
Well, thank you, Dan. I greatly appreciate you sharing and letting us know a little bit more about you and opening the doors to your life. Uh, that takes a lot of vulnerability and transparency, and it's greatly appreciated because your life is going to help other people's lives. I'm certain of it. It's not going to resonate with everybody. I get that. I realize that, but there's something that you can take from, from what Dan was saying here today. And I'm sure that there's other people that are going to resonate with it even more profoundly. So again, thank you for tuning in. Please, all of our links down below, we have information on getting, if you want to be a guest on the show, or if you want to see other episodes, whatever it might be, if you want to find out how to get into our community, all those links are below. So please check that out. The playlist will be listed right up here or up here, as Dan says, not sure which. So thank you once again. Remember to like and subscribe. And please, if you find value in what we've been doing, share this, write a comment even, get onto Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you watch or listen to your episodes or our episodes. And please write a comment, right? And give us a review. It helps to get our message out. So see you guys next week. We love you and uh, take care.